0: And I'm Ash. Welcome to Crime Potatoes Podcast. Grab your snacks, get comfy, and let's get to it. potatoes.
1: Welcome back back
0: for another episode.
1: (laughs) What are you snacking on tonight, Ash?
0: Tonight, my snack is strawberries and cream, Dr. Pepper. Mm, So good.
1: That's good stuff. Well, I'm almost there. I'm snacking on some diet Dr. Pepper and
0: a Butterfingers bar. So yeah, I've never been, like, a fan of Butterfingers, but for some reason right now, that sounds <laughs> really freaking good. I have no idea why.
1: After having Ender, I got, like, hooked on them, so I
0: love them. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Pregnancy does weird so, things. That is so true. <laughs> All right. So we just wanted to tell you guys because I know there's a few we have a few listeners that don't follow us on Instagram. So we just wanted to let you guys know we do have an Instagram. It's just at Crime Potatoes. Um so we post like case pictures and other notes. So if you wanna check it out, it's just at Crime Potatoes on Instagram.
1: Yep, and if there's any updates, that's where we will post first. Um since it's the easiest to get out. So, yes, follow us on Instagram. Also, if you like us, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Shameless, uh, what do you call yes, it? wherever you <laughs> listen, here. please leave us Promoting. a review,
0: rating, whatever it is. Uh, we really appreciate it. Okay, so this is the murder of Dylan Rounds. Have you heard this story?
1: Not until you told me you were going to do this case. So this is going to be all new to me.
0: I, um, my stepdad actually, actually our stepdad, I guess, <laughs> told me Your about this case. Stepdad? I had never heard it. Yes. My stepdad. no <laughs> Our stepdad told us about this or told me about this case. And ever since he told me about it, like I listened to it right after, I think I watched a YouTube video on it and I have been so intrigued and so excited to tell this case. So my case sources are ksl.com nbcnews.com, oxygen.com, heavy.com, buzzfeednews.com, and YouTube. Cool, cool. All right. Dylan Rounds was born on August 1st, 2002 in Idaho Falls, Utah to Justin Rounds and Candace Cooley. He was the oldest, having a younger brother and a younger sister. As a family, they spent a lot of their time outdoors fishing and dirt biking. Living in Idaho, farming became a very usual and a part of Dylan's everyday life. He was passionate about farming at a young age and always dreamed of owning his own farm one day. Candace Cooley stated that Dylan knew how to drive a tractor before most kids knew how to ride a bike. Having the so dream... Big,
1: well, so we're in kind of a small town.
0: Um, so we are in like Idaho Falls, Utah, and I can't remember the place in idaho but yeah kind of more small farm towns okay i mean i figured since yeah yes okay so since dylan was around 10 years old his biggest dream was to own his own farm and in 2019 um, with his grandfather's help dylan was able to get a farm of his own in loosen utah which is just northwest of the state right on the nevada border wait so how old is he so he was born in 2002 so he would have been about 17 or 18 depending on well his birthday was in august well i guess it depends on when it is in 2019 that he got this but yeah 17 or 18 jeez yeah pretty crazy i mean his grandfather did help him but still being that like ambitious at such a young age is amazing yeah no kidding Justin Rounds, who again is Dylan's father, um, told Dateline that Dylan had set many goals for himself and had a great future in mind, as we can see already that we just discussed. Um, Dylan was on his way to becoming successful and already accomplishing his biggest goals. After graduating, Dylan went to live in a camper on his farm, and he was getting his first crop of the season and was so excited to tell his parents about it. That is so cool. Like, yeah. So he's living in this camper on his farm all by himself. Like ni- this is 18, in 2022. So he would have been t- about 20, 1920 at this time. Jeez. Okay. But yeah, still just living his life in a camper on his farm, running his own farm. So it is now Saturday, May 28th, 2022 at 6:51 a.m dylan spoke with his grandma on the phone from his farm he mentioned that he was moving the grain truck under the shed five miles away from his farm because it was supposed to rain and he didn't want it to get ruined dylan promised his grandma that he would call her right back in just a little while um, after he could make sure that his truck was under the shed and safe from the rain but the call never came
1: i mean i already know where this is kind of going because this is a true true crime
0: podcast but gosh dang it i know so the next day may 29th dylan's grandma still hadn't heard from him she decided to call Don, who was a man that helped dylan out on his farm from time to time so he was one of dylan's neighbors if you will neighbor ice take the term neighbor lightly because when people think neighbor they think like oh lives 10 feet from me but no neighbors around here were like five miles 10 miles down the Which, road so. yeah i mean farming um,
1: so makes sense yes
0: yeah so very small community all very spread out like i said dylan's grandma called to see if don could go and check on him so Don and Jim, who Jim was another uh, farm helper that helped Dylan from time to time, they went out to Dylan's property to look for him, but he was nowhere to be found. Now more worried, around 11 a.m., his grandma decides to contact Dylan's best friend named JD to see if he had heard from him, but he hadn't. After no contact with Dylan for two days, on May 30th, Both Candace and Justin drove out to the farm to check on him. When they arrive, his parents find his grain truck parked underneath the shed that is five miles west of his farm. Just like he had told his grandmother he was doing, it was right where he told his grandma he was taking it. (sighs)
1: So it had to have happened just right after that. I just, (laughs) I don't (laughs) like this. We'll get to that.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I just don't like this because he's just so young and so accomplished already. I know. All right, his other truck so he has two trucks. He has like his main truck that he drives like everywhere day-to-day truck and then this other one for farming so his other truck his day-to-day truck was parked at his trailer um in which he lived in and it had been pressure washed and the seat position was moved far forward to accommodate a shorter person so this is something candace immediately noticed because dylan was taller than her but the seat was like moved forward, like I said, to accommodate a shorter person. And she was, I think it said like six inches, maybe a little bit more shorter than Dylan. So it would have been like comfortable for her. So she knew like that's something that's definitely not comfortable for Dylan. Something sus Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to be. So after that, Candace. Yeah. Yeah. Try. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. All right. So after that, Candace um, immediately called the police and filed a missing persons report. Now we are going to jump back in time for a minute. Okay. So we are going to jump back to May 25th. So this is about four, four days earlier. Okay. Um, Dylan calls his mom to tell her about a weird encounter he had with a man who would later be identified as Chase Ventra. This man, barefoot and bloody, had stopped Dylan on the roadside and asked him for a ride to Montello, Nevada, which was about 30-ish miles, minutes away from Lucen um but dylan just declined turned down chase and just left
1: i mean i don't blame him that would freak me out and if you're alone and being
0: young oh yeah no i'm like yeah i'm like yeah i would especially like this like i said this guy was barefoot and bloody i mean i'd be a little bit more freaked out in that case you know just like seems a little bit off he said it was a very like weird encounter did he let the police know at all? Um, no, not that oh, I know of. He just kind of called his mom and told her about the encounter, but he didn't think anything of it. He never saw the guy again. You know, he just kind of he, yeah, th- moved again, on. He didn't the give the guy a ride, so he was just yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't think. I don't know what the police would do since it wasn't like he did anything wrong necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I that's that he knows of. But yeah, true. So. Okay, keep going. All right. So May 26th was the last time that he spoke to both his mom and dad. And then on May 27th, Dylan was seen eating at an establishment called Saddle Sore Bar, which was in the town of Montello. So Montello is that town about 30 minutes away. Um, So this might seem odd to some people that he would go 30 minutes away to eat out. But this was actually like a very common thing like i was saying Lucent is a small town it doesn't have any restaurants so the closest place for him to go and eat out was the saddle sore bar in montello Montello, nevada yes okay and then so yeah so he was spotted eating there and then now we are gonna jump back to may 30th so this is the day that dylan is reported missing okay Later that day, shortly after being reported missing, Dylan's boots were found tossed behind a pile of dirt 100 yards south of where his grain truck was, and on the boots was a small bloodstain. Okay. I don't know how to feel so, about
1: this. Already. Uh, okay. Sorry. I know. The story is already getting so, to me. Um, Why? Yes.
0: Yes. So obviously police are there helping now that he's a missing person he's been missing for so many days and after four days um of being missing so after four days still no word or sign of dylan the family so this would actually be on may 31st so the day after um he was reported missing the family received a phone call from a citizen staying stating that dylan was being held in a specific place by chase Ventura, who was the man that he had had that weird encounter with remember um and another man in montello nevada which is where he was last seen physically seen i guess that was his last the last physical sighting of him so six deputies immediately were sent out and searched the entire property um, but Dylan was not found, and there was no evidence that he had ever been there. That's crazy. At all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tr- sorry. I'm so, like, <laughs> I wish people could see my face right now because I'm like
1: trying to wrap my brain about around this and trying to figure trying to out process it. Yes, yes, that's that's a good term. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just wait, cause ju- just wait.
1: Ah. So.
0: Ah um so for the first week of his disappearance um they there were many search parties both volunteers the police um, and search and rescue workers and they spent days covering the ground of dylan's farm and surrounding areas eventually even the pond on dylan's farm was drained and searched which actually led to authorities finding dylan's cell phone Oh, I thought you were about to say find his body and...
1: Okay, so now
0: more evidence. Yes, so they have his cell phone and... It is being processed for evidence, seeing if they can find any information. Because that obviously, might... at this
1: point, they are saying there has been foul play. There has to have been foul play.
0: Yeah, they're kind of suspicious of it right now. Um, I don't think they've straightforward come out and said that. The parents did. They like immediately w- knew that like something was wrong. As soon as Candace saw the truck, yeah, she knew you know something wasn't right so yeah so his cell phone is being processed and I mean this can take time you know it's been in water so they have to you know get it working pull try to pull all the data from it. So while his phone is being processed, a neighbor of Dylan's came forward to talk about another one of Dylan's neighbors named James Brenner. So this neighbor came forward on June 20th. So not quite a month after the day. So this is
1: a different neighbor. Wasn't the one that went and checked for Candace, right?
0: Yes. Yes, correct. So this neighbor came forward um about suspicions on james brenner and james brenner was another neighbor if you will of dylan's brenner had been squatting in a trailer just located a few miles away from dylan's property a little bit about james brenner he had a criminal history In 2012, he was convicted of being a felon in possession of a firearm. So the neighbor that came forward with suspicions on James Brenner told law enforcement that Brenner brought three black powder guns over to his residence, insisted that he safe keep them for him. So the neighbor asked like, okay, but like, why do you need me to safe keep these for you? And Brenner just said that he needed him to do it for his own safety Brenner also went on to say that the last time he had trouble with the law they took everything from him and he didn't want that to happen again and then it was also reported that Brenner brought the neighbor a 22 rifle to safe keep as well so let me ask did he do this after Dylan went missing I actually do not have a date on when he brought it to him I don't think
1: Sorry, I but just like. I have to pause. This it, it, for a
0: it's, uh, no, you're good. I don't know why I don't. Because I mean, it's on suspicious
1: here. on its own. But then, if it did take place after Dylan went missing and all this other evidence was being found, then I would be even more suspicious about yeah. it. So,
0: yeah yes so i don't have an exact date on when that was um all i do know is that he came forward and told the police kay. about this on june 20th so i'm almost so it sounds
1: like it must have happened i
0: don't know i guess maybe recently then that he did this that he asked it yeah i would say it would have had well i can't say anything but, <laughs> but i you know yeah. i get what you're saying So okay. let's, let's keep moving sorry forward, let's keep going keep going you're good June 16th, Brenner's trailer was searched, and they found ammunition, but no gun. It was searched again on June 21st, and authorities found a rifle with no serial number attached. So, let's jump back a bit. So, they checked his trailer on June 16th, and they didn't find anything, right? So, they couldn't move forward. Mm -hmm. But within the next few days, um, officials were able to retrieve incriminating and a disturbing video off of Dylan's phone that was found in the pond. This video was timestamped at the time of Dylan's disappearance about, I think it was like about literally almost 30 minutes from the time he hung up with his grandma. So right after right after he got off the phone with his grandma the video showed Brenner with blood stains on his arms and his shirt as Brenner was cleaning his gun okay this is pretty crazy because so in the video it seemed as if Brenner was not videoing this on purpose that maybe he had accidentally hit record somehow mirac- miraculously oh. and it just started recording and caught him in the act of cleaning off blood oh my gosh cleaning blood off his arms and um his gun crazy
1: oh my gosh that's so weird because so, i thought you're saying like maybe excuse me i'm gonna sneeze uh, maybe that dylan had recorded it but no like the phone like he accidentally recorded himself after something took place Ugh! okay keep going yes this is, yes that's crazy. what they are thinking
0: so now we're going back to when uh we're going back to when the police went back to brenner's house on june 21st so the first time they went june 16th they didn't find anything, but now that they have this video evidence, they decided to go back to Brenner's on June 21st. And when authorities went back, they found a rifle with no serial number attached. The gun was taken into evidence, and Brenner was taken into custody on suspicion of being a felon in possession of a firearm. I mean, at least they got that, but... Ooh, still. Okay. Sorry. Um, When Brenner came up in the investigation... Dylan's dad, Justin, actually said that at one point he had gone out to visit Dylan, visit Dylan at his farm, and when he arrived, Brenner was talking about how Dylan had backed into his horse gate, um, which it was. He said it was very weird because, like, he was just squatting at this property, right? So it wasn't even necessarily his horse gate, but he was complaining about it, and so this stuff comes up about Brenner, his dad's like, okay, could this be like a motive because he backed into the horse gate?
1: I mean, once something like this happened, your kid goes missing. I, I I would imagine that you rack your brain for anything that you recent, recent that may come off as weird or suspicious or whatever. Oh, so. yes. Oh <sighs> my
0: gosh. So after um, Brenner was taken into custody, they were able to, Um, get the shirt that he was seen wearing in that video and they it was analyzed and dylan's dna was found on that shirt oh my gosh it's just
1: sad because he's so young and he was like obviously a hard worker and successful already or starting to become successful with his farm and
0: yeah okay sorry keep going you're good it's because there's obviously more to this freaking story you would think right what so there is so there there's a little bit why would you do this to me (laughs) let's just let's just keep going let's just keep going okay okay so I'm not going to lie. Um, the police, I mean, it's hard to blame the police in this situation because, like I said, they are in loose in Utah. They probably have never even dealt with murder a or a murder case or disappearance, anything. Something so high profile. Craziness. They probably deal with, yeah. Like even the FBI got involved that. FBI actually got involved um, on June 15th. So, right before they searched brenner's trailer the first time so even though dylan was a reported a missing person and they found his boots um they actually the police never took dylan's campers or his trucks into custody they immediately released them back to the family i mean so it's one of those which, things
1: like you can't cuz you don't know their, their Yeah, policies. I can't be
0: I can't be mad at the police cuz oh yeah, policies and like I We're like I said like small town. the most they probably deal with is, you know, drunk driving or speeding or <laughs> like, runaway livestock, like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cows.
1: I mean, I live in a small um, town and I know s- s- the officers here every once in a while we'll get a call in about <laughs> livestock running loose yeah so
0: oh yeah so so this kind of we're kind of past this date but i'm going to jump back so it was finally they finally took dylan's campers and asked for the trucks back so they could search them even though any evidence had already been you know contaminated yeah um they finally took them into custody on june 18th so after the first time they searched brenner's trailer but before the second time So, um, unfortunately, as far as I could, uh, like, as far as I found, they were not able to get any other evidence from the camper or the trucks. Um, And it kind of just sat the rest of the summer. Candace said that their family fought so hard for charges. And finally, on March 23rd of 2023, Box so Elder this County year. Sheriff's Office. Yeah, so this year, um, the Vox Elder County Sheriff's Office announced um, a suspect has been charged with murder and the disappearance of missing 19-year-old Dylan Rounds. James Brenner was charged with abuse or dis- desecration of a human body as well as the aggravated murder of Dylan Rounds. As the time of this recording, um, Dylan's body has not been found. Let me back up. Brenner is currently being held at the Weber County Jail in Ogden, Utah. So Candace uh, told KSL that her family is determined to find Dylan's body and will begin the search again immediately after the weather improves in Utah. So this was back when um, Brenner was first charged. Um, she said, We will spend the whole summer finding my son, and we will find him. But like I said, to this day, his body has still not been found. Not knowing where or what happened to her son, Cooley said that she will wait as long as it takes to bring him home, saying, all of us deserve to be with our family. Our son does not deserve to be alone out in that desert. I'm pissed. It's heartbreaking. I mean, Dylan... Was 20, 20 years old, had his whole life ahead of him, had so like he had already begun his dreams and he was working towards some amazing goals. Uh,
1: the, the guy,
0: oh my gosh, what's his name? Sorry. James Brenner.
1: Brenner. Sorry. Brenner is in denial and isn't talking is. So
0: let me actually play this little clip for you. Um, it's just a short little piece of an interview. Okay. If he's found guilty.
1: Well, right now he's facing the death penalty, and I think we'll all end up pushing it the whole way. Um, when we were, I, I think so, too. I don't when to we were case. presented with the plea, and, and we said it publicly many times, you know, if we have to make a deal with the devil to get our son back, we'll do it. And then we were presented with it, and we couldn't do it. There's no way we're going
0: to let that man walk in five or ten years. Uh-uh, it's not going to happen. Did he say, I'll tell you where the body is? Mm -hmm. So he just said he knows. Yeah. And do you think that if you're patient, he'll tell? I don't know. I I don't know. We don't know. know. I I hope not. I hope we've... So if you couldn't hear in that video, James Brenner has come forward and said that he does know where the body is at. Um, so he has admitted to it. Um, and he says that he does know where the body at is at and he's willing to tell them for a plea deal. But his family is like, no way. You like, you're not gonna like, sh- uh, just like Candace said, that was Candace yeah. talking. She said, there's no way we're gonna let him get out in five to 10 years. So there's no way we're gonna let him take a plea deal. Like they want the death penalty. The Rounds family is offering a $20,000 reward to anyone who finds him or knows where he might be. Authorities describe him as standing five feet, 10 inches tall, weighing 160 pounds, brown hair and brown eyes. Deputies ask that anyone with information call the Box Elder County Sheriff's Office at 435-723-5227. You can also send a private message Through the sheriff's office Facebook page. But that is the devastating story of Dylan Rounds. Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) That makes me so upset. So I just have to say, um, like the parents, like his mom said, that at first they were like, they just wanted a body, they wanted to bring him home. But then when the time came, they're like, no. We don't want him to get off for this. We want uh, Brenner to be punished. We want justice. And I, I think I have to agree. Like, as much as you want to have your child's body home for that closure of having it close, I wouldn't want the, the person who did it to get off. So,
0: yeah, i I mean... I honestly don't know how I would react in that situation. It's one of those things where you say like you don't know how you're gonna react. You don't know what you'll choose when you're put in that situation. Cause I one hundred percent like get like the wanting his body home and just wanting him home. But on the other hand I also one hundred percent get that they want justice and they don't want him to just get off a little bit easier. Just because they he gave up some information, you know what I mean, I don't know it is it's so hard but but I get it. it I it's, mean it's so, for them like so I totally hard. get it,
1: yeah, one hundred percent, man, I don't know, it just it's so sad because Dylan had so much going for him i mean he was young but he was already so accomplished and then this this heinous crime like what did he do to deserve this because it sounds like he he was a good kid kept to himself was so excited over the crop in his farm and then
0: some ignorant person yes crossed his path yeah that's honestly something that like I would really like to know because there hasn't straight up been a confession as saying to, like, the reason why he did it. And I think, like, that's something that bothers me just because, like you said, like, this kid, like, had so much going for him. He was a really good kid. He Like, he was a hard worker. So what, what happened that Brenner thought he had to do this? to this kid yeah not
1: condoning it uh, like not saying that this is okay at all but yeah
0: oh no not at all but i'd still like to know why like yeah there's no like there's no acceptable reason why no but i still want to like yeah but give the family a reason why give
1: yeah why uh it's so frustrating
0: I feel like no, having a little why would give them just a little bit more closure. I mean, it's not like you said it's not going to make anything okay, but it can help with the healing maybe. Um, but again, you don't know till you're in that situation. Yeah.
1: Well. Good job, Ash. You did good. You You handled this well.
0: Thank you. It was. Yeah, I'm. Was yeah i'm super glad that our stepdad brought this case to light because i like it is a case that i have thought about every single day since i heard it and every single day since like i've written it up and researched it like it's just one that like sticks with me so it's
1: gonna stick with me for a minute because yeah wow i had no idea that this had happened and this was going on so yeah thank you for sharing it And again, like Ash said, um, if any of you know any information um, about where Dylan Round's body may be, please contact that number that um, she read off. And I guess that's it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening, Potatoes. Yes. Stay safe out there, Potatoes. And we'll see you next week for another episode. Bye. Oh, 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 oh